The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Show. I'm Kat Victorino, and after a three-week delay, here comes episode 10 of our show. We're back, guys. We're back. We're back indeed. Lots to talk about. Yes. This has definitely been a 2020 season, don't you think? Yeah. Sooner, <laughs> sooner it's over, the better. Exactly. <laughs> like the year. <laughs> exactly. It's not even Thanksgiving here. We've already started decorating for Christmas. We're done over here. Uh, okay, so just a few days ago, the 49ers went to went to New Orleans and faced the New Orleans Saints. And guys, honestly, that first quarter, I was pretty optimistic. But it quickly went downhill the middle of the second quarter with the Niners losing 13-27. to Nick Mullins went 24 for 38, 247 yards with one touchdown, two interceptions, and a 68.6 passer rating. While Drew Brees went 8 for 13, 76 yards, one touchdown, a 103.4 passer rating before he was knocked out of the game. And Winston came in and went 6 for 10 for 63 yards and a 78.3 passer rating. Guys... I don't know who makes the in-game adjustments for blocking um, that cornerback. Well, obviously uh, nobody. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that one cornerback, uh, CJ something something, he he harassed uh, Marlins the whole time and no one blocked him. Uh, I, I thought uh, after uh, the uh, second quarter, they would adjust it and uh, put a halfback uh, stopping him no no one stopped him and then i read this interview with trent williams who said it it wasn't on uh, on any game tape i thought geez you have in-game adjustments <laughs> you would think <laughs> yeah i would think uh, that 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 was one of the head scratching moments for me um on that game was why they didn't why they didn't do anything to pick it up i, I just didn't get i didn't get that did not compute i felt like there were no adjustments period i'm sorry i'm really frustrated with this season (laughs) yeah 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 it wasn't all bad though i mean like they they played hard they played well i mean like there was um, in bits you know like you 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 knock your opposing team's quarterback out of the game with a legal hit by the way Mm um and it was the feelings of the offense that that caught that caused this uh, caused this loss. I mean, like giving the Saints three short fields, which I think resulted in three touchdowns. You're not putting your your defense, which is probably the strongest part of this team right now, even without the likes of Bosa and, and the likes of Ford. That you know, you're not giving them the best chance to succeed by giving them, you know, by only giving up a short field and not allowing not allowing Bruce to travel the whole, the whole distance of the game, the uh, whole distance of the field. It's, it, you're, you, you, you're just not helping yourself. And um, there, there, was, there was a lot of head-scratching moments for, for, for me. I mean, the, that, that fourth and one play was just... Uh, if this know, were you, videoed, you would have seen me roll my eyes right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
if you give percentages who lost the game for us, I would say 40% special teams, uh, about 30% uh, the offense, because after the first quarter, there was nothing in the offense going. Uh, 10% the Zebras, uh, uh, 50% better. And 5% the defense, because the defense played lights out. Uh, the, the game was open until the fourth quarter. I mean, uh, we still could uh, could have uh, rallied them in the fourth quarter. But uh, what I don't understand, if you see that Mullins doesn't work for three quarters, uh, you put in better for one play. Why not uh, let better play the whole fourth quarter? I didn't understand that either. I mean, I don't understand what is going on with our quarterback position because why Why put in CJ for one play? Right. I mean, because it didn't look like Mullins had taken an knock or was injured or had, had to come out of the game for any reason. Um, it, was o- it was only to, you know, the commentator said it was only like he's got a stronger arm, but then he still underthrew a wide-open receiver deep down the field. So he hasn't got pulled the next strong. play. Yeah, I don't even see it. It was his fault. I mean, uh, you're on the bench the whole game. Uh, your arm is cold, basically. Then you get in, have one throw, uh, and you're gone again. I mean, I think if he w- uh, would have pl- played a little bit longer, he maybe wouldn't have uh, underthrown that one. And then those two muff punts. Oh. <laughs> you know the, the fact the fact that we got one they did it first and we got one you know in our favor you were thinking great you know this is this is just fantastic but you know um yeah no that was just that that was just silly yeah <laughs> there were a lot of mistakes made in that game for sure some of it i think we could definitely put down to the fact that we've got players on the field that have not had a lot of playing time I mean, look at look at the the roster and who's out. I I agree with agree with that to to a point, but at the end of the day, this is a big boys league, and you got you got to be able to hang with the big boys if you want to be successful. And you know we are everybody's out there, even if they're not playing for for the team, they're 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 in evaluation mode now. That's all for the rest of the season's about now. For, for, for us is evaluating up the players that we've got on the roster um, and, and to see where we go for next year because there's going to be a lot of decisions that have to be made with a lot of players that, that's what we're playing for now not only that uh, I think uh, yeah you say uh, they mostly don't play in the league but uh, unlike for example someone like Ansocher or an, anyone from Great Britain or so you, you're your guys play from high school level up to college. The game is basically the same game on every level, only it gets faster uh, each level you uh, get up. And uh, that were basically mental errors uh, and not uh, errors uh, because they uh, didn't play. Um, I mean, for example, the first muff punt... uh, I, I don't know if Trent Taylor shouted uh, whatever command they have, but if uh, if the returner shouts that command, you run outside and not inside to the uh, to the returner. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, mental errors and uh, for stuff you do since you are a kid, and 
that's what I don't understand sometimes. No, I agree with that. I mean, that I mean that was the, the first one shouldn't have happened at all because everybody should be away away from it. I see this mental errors on defense uh, sometimes too because we could have a lot more interceptions. Uh, I, I compare this season to 2018 and not to, to 2019. Two, 2019, they watched the player and not the ball, uh, or they bought the ball and not the player, and now they start again watching the player, and they run after fakes, and then there are holes in the middle. Yeah, uh, you, you, that's a good comparator. Um, yeah, I think you know it's very much like the 2018 season when when Garoppolo was out for the whole year, and you know we ended up. Um, Getting the the second draft pick and, and picking up uh, Bosa, Bosa yeah. so I think, I'm, and then the following year we went to the Super Bowl. So <laughs> the, 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 the hope that I'm clinging to is exactly the same scenario: is that you know we strengthen with a with a good draft position, we get our get our players back um, with a full preseason, with the full all, all the workouts, and uh, we are a much better team 2021. And I never would have thought I'd be saying this after t- after ten games um, <laughs> of a season that I'm already on to next year, but that's where we are. Well, it's where we have to be, um, yeah, because you know it's it's the environment we're in. Do we are we looking at we need to shore up the offensive line again? I mean, ten games and we have allowed forty three quarterback hits. That, that that is one of the, the big one of the big areas is strength in the offensive line. Um, our run game is normally pretty good. Um, however, the Saints managed to just stuff that out for us completely. Um, when it comes to when it comes to pass blocking, uh, the the only success that we have is the dink and dunk plays. When that is when the receiver can get open on the off the line of scrimmage. If that if, if that doesn't happen. Either whether it be Garoppolo or whether it be Mullins, they're holding on to the ball, and that means that just equals failure because that just is not it's not a good recipe <laughs> for success. The success that the, 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 this team has is quick releases with, with receivers that are open quickly. Um, we don't get that. We've got no offense. I, I, I didn't see an, the same offense line uh, for uh, several games in a row. Um, first, it was Grazu who started on center. Then, uh, then Garland was there for one or two games. Then, again, Grazu. Now, uh, Branskill is the fourth center. Um, yeah, the success we had last year was the same offense line. It's it's, it's the same offense yeah. line we had last year. The same offense line played uh, mostly uh, the whole season in the same lineup and only Joe Staley was gone and then Brunskill jumped in. But uh, the center, uh, the the guard and the centers, uh, they played mostly the whole season the same players. And now uh, the interior line is shifting. uh, Plus, uh, I said it the last time I was here, uh, Big Mike is regressing. Sorry, uh, I have to say it. Uh, I don't know if it's his weight loss, but this year he is digressing and he's a first round pick. Yeah, I just wonder if there's anything to do with the fact that his best mate Staley's not around anymore. 
But I mean, one of the one of the big. Well, I think one of the big losses that we have in the offensive line is not having um, Western Richburg. I think when he when he was playing um, at, at centre um, last season, uh, yeah, it, it the stat position shone out quite highly. You know, you could clearly see what he was doing, and then and the particularly some of the blocks downfield that he was making. I'm just not seeing that this this season at all. But yeah, I mean, like the, 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 that's 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 only one part of the. I mean, the offensive line is only one part of it. I mean, I personally, I don't think McKinnon is a running back. I think he's more of a a, a catch it out in the flat sort of, sort of player rather than a running back. And he and he had all the running load um, last week. Um, receivers is. A little bit brighter, but because I think Samuel and, and Ayuk are are showing their worth. I mean, some of the catches that Ayuk made um, on 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 Sunday um, were, were absolutely phenomenal. Can and, I just uh, say it's nice to have a receiver who has hands, who grabs the ball, who gets to the ball. We sorry to say it's nice to have a receiver that can catch. Yeah, we love that too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I mean, seeing him pick it up, I mean, it was yeah. like you know in, millimeters the, from the ground, and he grabbed that sucker. Oh, I was, that was so, phenomenal, so thrilled. You know, and like, one-handed, if you mean John Reed <laughs> uh, and Jordan Reed, uh, and Jordan Reed, yeah. had a couple of cats, um, catches as well. So yeah, no, I, I think that's probably the, the bright spot on the offense. But it's only two positions. I mean, like I think Trent Taylor's done. Um, Bourne drops too many for me. Although, though, to be fair, in the last couple of weeks he hasn't. Um, but he's still, yeah, he's still butterfingers a little bit. Um, Richie James butterfingers in the catch, which is um, in the which is really, really surprising because he had a good opportunity there. Um, and I don't know whether he's just played himself out of it. I would say this season it shows uh, Mostert is our running back number one and Coleman is our number two and behind that it's it's open. I feel like yeah. that's going to change every season though. I feel like next year we're going to be looking at two different number one and two backs. Quite possibly. Yeah, but but our uh, our running game stalled the moment Mostert uh, got on IR. That's the moment our running game stalled. Uh, Hasty had glimpses, but he is a rookie. Uh, of course, he only has glimpses. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm not convinced uh, of Jet McKinnon. Sorry, um, I don't know why he calls himself the Jet. Um, there is nothing uh, of a Jet in his running style. Do we move on? He's a two million salary cap hit next year plus a, a prorated be, uh, bonus if he's still on the squad basically the same uh, if he would drop Jimmy Jimmy only has a 2.5 uh, cap hit next year we looked into it because we uh, today they it come, came out that he has a no trade clause for next year mm -hmm. I, saw, I saw that yeah just a couple of minutes ago yeah so That's, if they're uh, going to from him they'll have to do it soon My view, I don't think that they will, to be honest. I think they'll keep him around, whether that's the right thing or wrong thing. I think this year, if you if you take a, if you look at it, he had one, he had a bad game when he was fully healthy against the Cardinals. But I think to that's a 
you know, a, a harsh thing, basically, because it's there was no preseason. That was his first game back out, and I rem- and don't forget, like last year, his first preseason game at the against the Kansas City Chiefs, he threw four interceptions in the trot, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, it it takes a bit of time to get going, and he looked good against the Jets. Okay, it was the Jets before you know, before he got injured, and then after that, the whole season just went mm-hmm. to went to hell in a handcart um, after being at MetLife Stadium, didn't it? So. You know, I, I, and you look at the history, the win games with with Jimmy as quarterback, yeah. and and I think that's the reason that he'll take, that they'll keep him around. Whether that's the right or wrong thing, well, time will tell. Well, and I kind of get the sense that, yeah, he'll be our quarterback maybe through the, the end of his contract, but that's about it. It depends. We get back to Super Bowl next year, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, I didn't say uh, we should get rid of uh, Jimmy. <laughs> I just uh, looked. We just looked into his contract stats. Um, I, I, I'd say if he had more than two or three games in a row, he maybe would stabilize his his game like l- last year. He got better and better each game. Hmm. See, and, that's the problem with Garoppolo. So it's been like all the way through is okay. his injury record. I mean, like yeah. even going even going back to when he was in New England, when Brady was suspended for four games, and he had four games of clear, you know, it'll be his game. He, he got injured after the second one, and and missed the other two, and and that's why Joby Brissett's still in the league. You know, because yeah. he got his opportunity there because it so. Uh, you know the, the the best the best ability is availability, so injury has got to come into it uh, when, when you when you look at um, when you look at Garoppolo actually and you're making that decision. But he might be a stopgap until we find that franchise quarterback. You he know, could I well mean, be. Yeah. It, it could easily be you know next year we find that that quarterback that could be our franchise quarterback, so he sticks with us just as that veteran presence, I mean, the locker room is sold on him. Everyone has spoken about what a great leader he is and, you know, they'll follow him to the pits of doom, you know. Um, So the team is behind him 100%. It's the fan base that's definitely not behind him 100%. And, you know, I, I absolutely adore him. I think he's adorable. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he has a lot of potential. I'm frustrated with the injury bug for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you only adore him because he's good looking. Well, yeah, I like Italians too, man. Come on. No discrimination here. I'm frustrated with his injury bug too, but I'm also a bit frustrated. It's I'm, I mean, it's maybe only me, but I think since his uh, ACL, he plays a bit scared behind the offense line. Uh, before the ACL, he, uh, he used his legs more, and sometimes uh, when they have a frontal shot with the camera, it, it looks like his eyes are scared uh, on the uh, field, and his play looks like he plays scared. I don't know if it's due to all the hits he takes, um, but... Well, he's uh, a quarterback. He's going to get hit. I mean, Yeah, maybe... <laughs> uh, but maybe that that limits him a bit. Uh, this this uh, this this fear to get injured. Hmm. I, I always thought I always thought that Garoppolo played better after he got hit. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like he, he needed to, he, he needed to feel it. Mm-hmm. That made sense to, before he before he responded. Um, and he all he, he does have this uh, bounce back ability from you know we displayed that last year. Like if he made a mistake, that he can brush it off and deal with it and and come back and do some good stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, the one thing about this is the best. And I keep saying this: this is the best team game. I mean, a lot of people are are, are crit- critical of Jimmy because he's not perfect. Well, no quarterback's quite perfect. Montana <laughs> was, was not was not perfect. You know, it's a team game. You need functional, quick, accurate quarterback play, which Gruffle can give mostly, but not all the time. And I think that's no. the complaint. Um, uh, I, you know, but I, 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 for me, I, for one, are very much still I would like to see Garoppolo with another chance with that with, with, with this team. I like Jimmy too, but I think uh, you said it, the fan base is split over him. I think uh, we now have the reverse split of uh, uh, the time when a number seven uh, was at helm. Uh, we have that same reverse split. Those who yep. hated that number seven under center now love Garoppolo and those who loved number seven under center now hate Garoppolo. And then there's the third contingent who loved both of them. Thank you very much. She's sitting right here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely shows you which fan set subset you have because, you know, and this sounds, I hate saying stuff like this, but this is really where I'm at because I'm so frustrated with the fan base. It's okay to criticize. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay. But to just pour this hate on people like Kaepernick, on people like Garoppolo, because they're not Joe Montana. Well, guess what? Joe Montana made mistakes too. And I'm yes. sorry. Brady aside, he is the goat. I mean, I agree. Joe's the man who made me a Niner fan, kept me a Niner fan. And then I fell in love with Steve and I, and I was all, all done with Joe. But. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit but, you're I mean, quarterback floozy, aren't you? I, I am a quarterback, uh, yes. I, I am a quarterback groupie. Um, <laughs> but and, and, I, I just, I, it's, it, it's infuriating to someone like me who's watched this game for 40-odd years, has followed the same team for most of that time, went to Kansas City. I was so disappointed in my father-in-law, who was the biggest 49er fan I've ever met, because he became a Chiefs fan that day. Mm. And I just went, I can't do that. Well, you know, of course, I had Steve that I was rooting for as well. But at the same time, I was so fully invested in my team that it didn't really matter who the quarterback was. Yes, I agree. That how that that is how it should be. Unfortunately, the reality is, people make it personal and make it. You know, mm. I'm offended by this. I'm offended. Well, that's your right to be offended. It doesn't change the fact that he has the right to say or do or think or feel how he feels. But I'm more concerned about what's going on on the football field right now as a fan. Yeah, yeah I'm. Not- 
I must admit, uh, I'm one of those guys who hated Kaepernick, but not the person Kaepernick. Uh, a lot of uh, people uh, thought uh, when I was angry about Kaepernick's play, I, I hate the player. No, I, I yeah. hate the, I hated this, his style of play. I, I don't. I don't love uh, run first quarterbacks. I, I don't la like Lamar Jackson too. Uh, I I prefer players like Garoppolo or players like Mahomes uh, who are uh, throw first, run run later, or like like Steve Young was. Steve mm -hmm. Young used his legs as a bonus and not as his, his main weapon. Exactly. And. And I grew up with Steve Young because um, the first football game I ever saw was uh, the NFC Championship in 1995. Before that, yes. I don't didn't even know what American football is. <laughs> what a game to start with! <laughs> oh, a nice game, yeah. Ah, uh, so, no, the division championship would have been better against the Bears in the sludge so, of candlestick. That would have been a better introduction for you, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> so my, my my first games of uh, John Montana I saw at archive games. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, now my first game I saw was Super Bowl nineteen, and that was and that made me a that, that made me a niner. But uh, you know, I mean, you, if you go back about bounce bounce back ability in the championship game in eighty one, the catch game, mm. was there not one something like? three interceptions and four oh, fumbles was... and something stupid like that. Oh, it yeah, was, it, it, was was, it, it was Yeah, it was a real horrible game. Yeah, but the legacy, wasn't. But that's the legacy that was born in that game. So he yep. wasn't perfect in that game by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Or um, even that Look season. how well he's revered. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so quarterbacks, it's the hardest position to play in sports. And you cannot... Very few people are perfect. Well, nobody's perfect yep. at it. And the expectations, I think, of the fan base are too high. We kind of sort of touched on Simon Holder's question about Jet McKinnon. Um, so we're going to move on to Deepak's questions. Uh, Deepak wants to know, and we've kind of already touched on this. Are we disappointed because our expectations haven't changed despite virtually every single starter being out? Or are we disappointed because of poor, poor focus, mistakes, and inexplicable play calling? I think we just said all of the above a few minutes ago. Yeah, I think it is all of the above. Um, it's a combination of everything. I think it's, 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 there's no one reason for it. It is the combination of of the injuries. It's the combination of the the mistakes. It's the combination of lack of adjustments, particularly on on uh, on um, on Sunday. And it's coming. Oh, and it was also wasn't you know wasn't that long ago we're in the Super Bowl, so the expectations for this season were obviously quite high. And then it's just yeah, yeah, all of the above. I mean, the season fits the year perfectly for us. Uh, but but um, I'm still. I, I mean, it, it's hard, and I don't really believe uh, we will do the uh, playoffs because we have to get third in our division due to Tampa Bay uh, playing up there. Um, but uh, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. And uh, <laughs> as I remember, uh, the 49ers started uh, 1991 with Owen, uh, with 4-6-2. Uh, and six two. and you know how the season ended. They got 10-6. 
at the end. So it ain't over yet. <laughs> Very true. And yeah, we are looking we at getting some people back after the buy. Uh, unfortunately, um, as I said earlier, we, we, we win more games than we lose with Garoppolo at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But with Mullins and Bethard, we don't. And that's just the fact. And um, therefore, the big difference between that th- th- that season, um, uh, Michael, is we had Steve Young at quarterback that year, and um, there was a few things that went on in that in that season that the players got rallied behind him and and made, and made the team um, perform perform well and, and gel. That isn't that's just not going to happen this year, unfortunately. I just wanted to bring in some optimism. <laughs> Sorry, and, I, and, and the Dower Scotsman just took it right back down. <laughs> right back down there. Gosh, Graham, can't take you anywhere. <laughs> uh, Mark Lyon has a, a list of questions here, which I love. Um, he starts, I'm a huge Kyle fan and still thinks he is by far the best man for the job. But when the opposing cornerback constantly blitzes and gets to your quarterback, there has to be some in-game adjustments. We're like we're up against a likely reduced cap next season with some tough decisions needed. So McGlinchey is coming to a point where we have to release him or trigger the fifth-year extension he, uh, he gets as a first-round draft pick. What do we do? When do you have to make the option, or is it, is it? When do you have to make that decision? I thought it was the end of the. It's his third year. Yes, his third year. Do we, so not next year. We have to make that decision. Yeah. Mark, you're you're a year early, according to the boys. Okay. Yeah. It'll pick me up on that if I'm wrong. He's, I know. He it. had he he had two seasons with uh, Joe Staley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, three. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you now. All you know, this is 2020. All these years are rolling into one at this point. <laughs> so we'll we'll table that one for next year. Uh, when did we? <laughs> okay, here's a little trivia question for you, Mark. I love you. When did we last fumble two punts in a game? Oof, that's a hot one. Uh... He's given us a clue. Mark, no. In the advanced stats Mark gave us, he said this was only the second game that the Niners have fumbled punts in over the last eight seasons. The Most... other was the 2011 NFC Championship game versus the Giants. Oh, so yes. Was, uh, that was the one I was going to come come back to, but I wasn't too sure. Cause I, yeah, I remember that because that, uh, that was with Paul McDonald's favorite player, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I... In the season of the favorite swear word. <laughs> yeah. If you've been with us long enough, you know what I'm talking about. Let's move on. Mark wants to know, was Mullins that bad or are the Saints D that good? Uh, I think our offensive think, line was that bad. Fair enough. I think the missing game adjustments killed us. It was mostly that that one cornerback and... Uh, that that one linebacker that uh, disturbed most of our plays. Uh, so I blame it on the game adjustments on the missing. But that one I blame on Marlins because on the field Marlins has to do that adjustments. 
good point. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got to recognise who's who's an extra blitzer. Yeah, and change his protection. So Kyle's suggestion of using Ayuk as a punt returner suggests that he still thinks we are in the playoff hunt. Mark wants to know: Are we? Now, Michael, you had already stated that it's not over till the fat lady sings. This fat right. chick ain't, ain't singing. So, what do you think? Do you think we really have a shot? I, I say uh, we have a shot as long as we are not mathematically. Mathematically, sorry. <laughs> a tongue breaker for a German. Yes. Mathematically uh, eliminated. And yeah, but we have to get uh, third in our division uh, and we're two games back. Uh, they are all 6-3. We are 4-6. Uh, okay, that's more than two games, right? Oh. And we still have to play two of our division rivals one more time, right? Uh, all of our division rivals. Oh, we still have to play all. I thought we had all, played yeah, one yeah. of them twice. We, uh, we face uh, the Rams after the break, um, the Cardinals uh, and the Seahawks on game day 16 and 17. We always seem to end the year with one of those two. You notice that? Yeah. <laughs> Was the street sack on Breeze really a roughing the passer penalty? It looked like a textbook sack to me. Not high, not low, not leading with the helmet. Tackled to the side, didn't fully land on Breeze, rolled away to the side immediately. It was really just the impact and the fact that it was Drew Breeze, wasn't it? Uh, That that was a clear sack and not uh, a roughing of the passer. I, I think against Garoppolo, they wouldn't have uh, penalized that. Um, but Breeze is in this uh, protected quarterback club uh, together with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, plus, uh, a, a, a few plays after that, um, Mullins ran, slided, and the defender landed on him. We got two flags in the Cardinals games for the same thing. And there you see that uh, they uh, they are not uh, using the rules the same in every game and for every quarterback. There are special quarterbacks they are protecting, like Breeze, and this one was a bogus call. Even Dean Blandino, who uh, was the boss of the referees in the NFL, said that wasn't a roughing the passer call. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It was it was it was one of the cleanest sacks, hard hitting sacks, but one of the cleanest sacks you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, particularly in, in with with today's rules. And there was um, a PI penalty too that was a bogus one too against us late in the game, wasn't there? Yeah. I, I want to say it was either PI or holding on the defense, and I looked at it and was like, no, not within the rules that are laid out now. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, I do remember thinking that that was another another bogus call. But then you have uh, plays like that uh, hit from Jimmy Ward against that uh, receiver they took out of the game for several plays. Yeah, uh, that one when there would have been a flag, I wouldn't have said anything because I agree. It, it was a, a hit against the head against a defensive mm-hmm. player. Um, so. I don't know what they are whistling, but uh, that has nothing to do with player protection. 
<laughs> Do you ever wonder if they're calling a different game than the one that we're watching? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I know, right? Mark's well, last have... question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I'm, I, as I said before, I have uh, the feeling. Uh, I mean, every rules in the NFL are made by the owners, and I have uh, the feeling that uh, the owners, uh, when they mean player protection, they more or less mean investment protection. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's become clear. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Years ago, Mark's final question: Next man up is all well and good, but have we reached the point where that just isn't the case anymore? Well, it will always be next man up. The question is the talent of that next man, and I think we're I think we're we're, we're dragging the bottom of the of, of the pool currently. <laughs> Only because there's nobody else. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think next man up uh, works uh, if your next man is really the second man in line, but. Uh, for our pass rush, as example, there are the third and the fourth men on the line because the second man is also injured with Ronnie Blair. And, I mean, yeah, this uh, next man up mentality only works in direct line and not uh, jumping over several, um, how do I say it, talent grades. Yes. Makes sense to me. All right, guys. I have two minutes on the clock. Are you ready to play the two-minute drill? Uh, yeah, go on. Maybe. Go on. <laughs> We're just going to beat that horse to death. All right. Michael, just how good has Verrett been? Verrett has been really good. And to bad, he played last season, but also he... He wasn't really injured last season. Otherwise, I would have said uh, he would be comeback player of the year. Also, I would like if Alex Smith get that title. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Graham, do you think Coach would accept help allowing him to just focus on the offense? No. Michael, if we had no injuries, do you think we'd be 9-1? and one? Yeah. Graham, do you think we'll squeak into the offseason? Unlikely. Um, Cracky, the Lions are ahead of us. The Lions! Shush! I was trying to ignore that. <laughs> Michael, how would you now make sure we get the highest pick possible in next year's draft? Uh, definitely not tanking. Uh, take, take what we get. And Graham, will this poor season affect Salah's chances of becoming a head coach? No, um, because I think you know if there's been a bright spark, there has been the defense. Um, you know, particularly when you put the asterisks beside it with the fact here there was no Bosa, there's been no 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 D Ford, no Richard Sherman. Um, so I think. Yeah, I think the fact that the defense, as mentioned earlier, has performed relatively well. Um, I th yeah, I think that, that he'll still be put forward to our, for our head coach. Whether or not he'll get one, that's a different story. Exactly. Michael, are you happy with our coaching staff? Um, yes. Um, there are some things they have to make better, but uh, basically, um, we're 
improving uh, each year if we don't play with uh, backup players. Awesome, we're out of time. Okay, I, well, I, I, can, I, can I just pick up on that last one? The one thing I'm not happy about is our strength and conditioning. Um, I think that every every other team in this league didn't have a preseason, didn't have the OTAs, but for some reason we've got the worst injury bug and a lot of it's been said because well, we didn't have a preseason, they weren't prepared. Well then that's down to your strength and conditioning. And other teams have had the same sense that, that we've had and they are not as injured, injury ridden as we are. And we addressed yep. the strength and conditioning a couple of years ago that we were disappointed mm-hmm. in it. I, I would I would say you're right if it comes down to um, to uh, minor injuries, but uh, even a strength and conditioning coach can't do anything about ACLs uh, or um, b- broken foot uh, like um, Kittle has, and even the high ankle sprains are nothing uh, the conditioning coach can do against. Uh, well, it will mean yeah, the, 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 these things are supposed to build your body up and protect you so that it can suffer, it can take the strains of the game so that with your twists and your turns that these, um, but, you know, um, particularly the soft tissue ones don't 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 happen. But, yeah, but there's still there's still a line you can't. Uh, cross and for I agree. example, I agree if you looked can, at the both at the Bowser ACL, you saw his leg went over this line. Uh, anything else we want to cover before we sign off? I have one thing. Our lovely new T-shirts. Oh, I was gonna. Oh, go for it, Graham. I'm sure, was, was that was that not your one thing? That's my one thing. <laughs> I'm all exactly. excited about the merch. Yeah, I, I, my T-shirt landed uh, uh, at the weekend gone there. Good quality. And it's not just T-shirts. It's uh, mugs and travel mugs and uh, all sorts of things. And I know that uh, we're looking at um, adding various different things as uh, in, in the future. And if you've got any, any need for any desires to our, for any sort of particular products, have a look at what's available in Redbubble. You can get a lot of different things with the with the 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 Niner Empire G B logo or the Frequency forty nine show logo on. And uh it's it, it's it's good stuff. It's is it's good quality stuff. So uh, you know I think I think we've got a pinned link on in in the group on Facebook as to the link to get to the store. Um it's uh it's definitely they're, they're definitely worth checking out. You can also just go to redbubble.com and search for the Niner Empire, uh, Niner Empire Great Britain. Get that all out in one breath. Uh, that's how I found it. The really good thing about Redbubble is that if, you know, things are printed locally. So, like, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. So, if you, you will get a, a T-shirt or your mug or your travel, that will be printed in the States if you're in the States or in the UK if you're in the UK or Europe. So, the, you know, it's local shipping. Mine comes um, from San Francisco, to, guys. 
So, so there's really not a long wait. I mean, you're not so. waiting weeks on end for your merchandise. You know, you place your order. And I think I got my first mug within a week of ordering. And it was it came from San Francisco. They provided tracking numbers. It was wonderful. It was a really good experience. Well, that's our plug for our Red Bubble store. Remember, Niner Empire, Great Britain. And, of course... You know, you can follow us on all the usual social medias. Join us in the Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Kat. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Kat. And I apologize for not being around for the last three weeks. I will make sure not to do that again. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Andy Mitchell, Daryl Nils Hanman, Deepak Gohill, Graham Ross, James Little, Jason Argo, Mark Lyon, Nathaniel James, Neil Jepson, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Ross Irwin, Simon Holdsworth, and Stephen Box for all the work they do on the show and in the group. My apologies if I missed anyone. And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. On behalf of Michael Wandy and Graham Ross, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Have a great day, and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.